podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? And welcome to the Churros y Tácticas podcast. You might be surprised of me starting today's podcast, but yes, as we did agree upon, if Barça Femini was going to beat Real Madrid over the weekend, then I was going to do the intro. And I, in fact, I'm the one that offered this, right? The one that put that this, this let's say, deal on the table and Kian took it. So here I am doing the Churros intro um, after what has been a tumultuous week, Kian. Uh, rem, rem, rembunctious, rem, uh, a, a boisterous. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with some words. These words are getting out describe. of control. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I, and that's how it's felt. That's how it felt. Honestly, since we last uh, hit record, it feels like uh, th things have been getting out of control. Um, but at the same time, very interesting as well. Um, following our uh, Messi being greater than Cristiano debate. Um, so anyway, let's to get back on track. We got a lot to get through today. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Rehash. Uh, Kian is back in Canada as well, and uh, we of course have to discuss this weekend's results, uh, which has a lot to do with the current mood that is set in. I'm in no mood for celebrations or rolling R's as I'm watching this uh, friendly, the Maradona Cup, take place over in Saudi Arabia, which sees Barca play this friendly against Boca Juniors. In the memory of the deceased legend that is Diego Maradona. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to Churros. Let's get into this. Uh, Kian, what's up, my friend? How are you doing? Jet lag okay? You're back from uh, Madrid, the derby. Um, you must be feeling good. feel great. I mean, it's uh, the interesting thing about very short trips. I'm doing shorter trips, right? Like, I'm not doing, like, five days, weeks anymore. I used to do long trips. But, you know, I don't like to be away from the kids. So, I, you know... I was in. I got to Spain Saturday morning, and I left Spain Monday morning at the crack of dawn. The cool thing about going like at that pace across the ocean and back is that you don't really feel the jet lag as much. It's just kind of in and out, and you're, it's just a blur. And you get there, and I had a great time because just jam pack, you know, the game, the podcast, and straight back to the airport. It was, you know, uh, but must be surreal almost, right? Like I remember when I was a kid, I used to think like imagine if just instant time travel was possible and you just like snap your fingers and you're in a different place, different culture altogether. That's pretty much what it's like um coming from different time zones, especially if you get to sleep, of course. Uh you know, I've never been the person just just hit the seats, uh, hit the seat and sleep, but my wife is, my dad always been as well and and it, it just means you go to sleep and you wake up in a completely different environment and it's almost surreal, right? I mean you should have that jet lag. Do you still suffer from jet lag? Um, again, with these, I do generally speaking, but not on this trip. I, I think that's the that's the privilege of living in 2021. You can take a nap and then wake up uh, in a different continent. Whereas, you know, when our parents were kids, you if you wanted, to, I mean, well, like let, or let's say before planes existed, you'd have to get on a horse or a car and then like a month later maybe you'd be in the you other side of the country i'm going way back for absolutely no reason uh <laughs> by the way on friday so what we actually it wasn't just like we already knew barcelona's women's team was going to beat real Madrid feminino so it was a foregone conclusion yes. that you were going to do the intro regardless because there's no way that we were going to win that game but i will say Uh, and I didn't see the game yet. I still want to watch. It. I'm planning on watching it. Who knows with you know if I'll be able to? But um, 
I was expecting it if you want and save you the trouble. <laughs> well, just that I, I, before you say anything, I, I, first of all, it was a great. Uh, I was talking to Nils, who you know, who was sitting with me presser at the Athletic game, and he was there at the game, and he said it was you know great atmosphere at Valdebebas jam packed stadium, which was nice to see. And I was expecting like seven nil or ten nil, and it was only like four one or something. So uh, you know, I think we were all surprised it wasn't a bigger bloodbath. So, but you still got to do. You the know intro. what? I think everyone was. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but Barca was leading by three goals uh, to nil before Madrid got one back, and yeah, um, you know they're kind of. I mean, these these ladies are just something else, man. It's yeah. it's you're talking an undefeated, not just undefeated. Excuse me. It's at this point. I mean, thirteen match days in. You know what is that? Another six almost to tomorrow in the Champions League. So you're talking a win streak, a win streak so far of, um, you know, do the math. Nineteen wins, nineteen consecutive win. It's yeah. the, Jonathan Gerard's team. The ladies are only winning, picking up points in threes, um, and you just don't see them slowing down or stopping. Obviously, the big question will be the latter stages of uh, the Champions League, which, uh, you know, we've got a lot to fucking cover, man. I mean... Yeah, it's a busy one. And look, as we, we said, as we said on Friday's episode, you know, Barca Femenino are playing a different sport altogether. It's just they're, they're on a different universe and yeah. we already talked about it. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. So um, there's the draw, there's the results. I will say, you know, watching the Osasuna Barca game... <laughs> I thought you were referring to the Osasuna Barca before. That's why I said I, I, I can save you the trouble. I didn't realize you were talking. No, about that, that one I did that. watch. That one I did watch. Okay. So tell me, what were you going to say when you told me to save the trouble? So like, what was your what was your analysis of that game? No, well, I was texting you during the game because I was watching it late. Yeah, and I said no spoilers. Yeah, and right at that moment, um, was was it uh, Garcia? Right, he, he got Danny the Garcia scores the header. Danny Garcia. Yes, right after you know Nico gets his very first goal for the first team. <sighs> well, so but talk me through it though. You're you're not saying enough, like because I don't like. Did, were you encouraged at all about anything? Dude, I don't know, man. It's it's been a funny time, Kian. Like I, I've been, you know, emotionally a little bit. Um, if you want to say under the weather, I don't know, but it's just been an emotional time in all, like in all areas of life. Whereas like uh, my escape used to be, <laughs> for a while at least, used to be Barca, but not even there am I able to find some peace and rest. And that is of course my job as well. And and then there's a whole circus surrounding that as well. So I don't know. It's uh, I, I live these games very emotionally. They're emotionally charged games. These are emotional times. And um, it was like, uh, I mean, walk you through it, you know, from a tactical perspective, it's almost, it's, it's so hard because it's, uh, you feel like there is, there is a change, of course, uh, being bestowed upon this team by the hands of Xavi and uh, certain positive aspects are certainly visible where you see a team trying to, you know, take initiative, and opponents have had the balls, spread the pitch, use the wingers a lot. Um, uh, you know, trying to take uh, uh, um, an offensive um, again initiative uh, to the game where you take the ball to the opponents, you defend with the ball as well. Um, but it's just not. It's obviously not an issue product yet. Uh, that, that, that's a foregone conclusion as well. And when we talk about those, is that 
this is sort of still preseason for Xavi, yet he's playing with a massive disadvantage where he has a team that is, uh, you know, whether half of it have bad habits from having played under, you know, questionable conditions and having instilled a sort of philosophy in the dressing room that has clearly not benefited the team. And, you know, old habits die hard with many of these players. Uh, and then you have new players that are still... Um, quite frankly, taking, you know, being an example uh, for a, a lot of these more veteran players as well. You look at Gabi, you look at Nico, you look at Abde as well. Uh, three players that, quite frankly, and, and again, whether we believe the reports or not, have to be saved and have to be spared from any, any sort of criticism because um, they are showing that intensity and that willpower to succeed and, and, and you know, win the game, go for the game without any complejos and any complexes or inferiority complex or questions or, you know, doubts that, that, I mean, you see so many players that have so much talent that, you know, could produce such, so much more so, uh, better football, convincing football, good, you know, good quality football consistently, yet they're making so many errors and mistakes or even uh, lacking in something as basic as intensity as, as Chavi himself addressed in the post press conference, right? That, yeah, it just, um, it, to get to your question, you know, walk you through, it's just very hard to analyze these games without getting, uh, yeah, e emotional about it if you care so much for this team. And, and, and it was, it was you know, a gut punch <laughs> one after the other, the old one-two, right? Obviously with the one-nil uh, and then the two-one as well to then see Chimi Avila. Chimi Avila, Kian, how many times have I talked big about Chimi? You know, he's one of my favorite players. I was so excited when before his knee injury that kept him a sideline for, for far too long. Uh, he was linked with Barca. That was when, when before Braithwaite came in, right around that time. And I was like, oh, my God, if we can get Chimmy in. Um, that, uh, you know, it was, I was happy for him, uh, <laughs> quite frankly, and happy for these Osasuna fans as well, because this Haddad is just, it's an awesome stadium, man. It's, it's just a great football stadium where these kind of matches are, are quite frankly, awesome, uh, intensely lived, and it's, it's great football. You know, people come call this a farmer's league or don't give any merit to, you know, points or being taken away from teams like El Sadar in, in a stadium like that. Um, quite frankly, don't love the game of football. Uh, and uh, if they want to not consider these big games uh, and important games uh, and where league titles are won, then so be it. If they only want to include, uh, you know, or call knockout stage games uh Big games and important games, and so be it. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I mean, I digress. We want we also soon are an annoying team to play against, and <clears throat> we all want them in La Liga, par partly because El Sadar is such a great, great atmosphere, and it brings so much to La Liga. Uh, look at and Chima Avila, man, the the game is just never over when he's on the field. I just it's it's amazing. He's such a great story. We all were broken when he suffered his injury now that he's back and he's doing things like this i mean it was an incredible story and i mean part of the reason i wanted you to talk me through it because you know obviously when you texted me that i didn't respond about the game because you said no spoilers so i was like right, well i'll let you watch i think yes. at that game the game wasn't actually over i think in my feed maybe it was 2-1 at that point or or maybe it was 1-1 one -on -one. Okay. i wasn't sure but when it, but when it's 2-1 i was like he'll be fine they're gonna win this game and i you know they probably should have and i mean they should always beat Osasuna, let's be honest. But 
on the run of play, you guys were the better team. But it is weird because when I was watching this, I actually felt that um, on the not overall. So Picago Sasuda to me were so bad defensively. You see them defending a four one four one block, and it was just was not compact at all. It was vulnerable. You saw that you know players like Nico could get into these channels pretty easily. Um, by the way, if, if, if you want some silver linings, I'll give you a couple or just at least things to be happy about. Nico and Abde really impressed me. I think Abde, yes. Abde's really grown on me because at first when I saw him, I was like, this is a very eager kid. He's talented. I think he overdoes it a little bit, but, but he's, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I actually think that that's right now. It's a good thing to be over eager for a kid like that's that because means. Barca needs some initiative. Like he's taking players on. He's not afraid. Yeah. He's a good line breaker. Mm-hmm. His touches are really beautiful. He's playing with a bounce and a swagger and a confidence that Barcelona could use. I thought he was a real positive. I, I actually think he's starting to convince me that, you know, after Ansu, was he, should he be the other winger starting, even if everybody's healthy? Maybe. Like, right now, Keon, how, how can you not have him start, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's an energizer buddy. And I've, I've, I completely sign on you just said that you in, initially you felt this like over eagerness, eagerness, overzealousness, you know, willingness to or, or need, want to impress. Um, but that's exactly what the team needs. That's exactly what Xavi asked for from these players. And it's what you're going to get from this fresh, new, young crop of young bloods, young guns that want to... Uh, you know, shine on the biggest stage. And, and, you know, they know that they are playing for the team that they have always dreamt to play for, you know, from uh, this is this is their mission, right? This is their mission to play for the Barca first team in this case. And they're not going to let this opportunity uh, uh, get by them. Some players, you know, have maybe forgotten uh, or have lost that passion, which is also kind of normal uh, with the passing of years. Um but it's inexcusable uh, for a club like Barca. That's why, you know, like we talk about hard and harsh decisions have to be made. Uh, and on basis of this, you know, you, you have to say that your Gabis, your Nikos, your Abdes right now are must starters in, in Chabi's 11. There's I, no I, doubt about it. I think that's about right. I mean, uh, they're playing with a certain hunger right now, which reminds me a little bit of the hunger that you know, when Ren Ramjur were initially started their rebuild after Ronaldo left and Solari started to bring in the Regulons, the Viniciuses, the Llorentes. It kinda of reminds me of that. Where it's like we just it just seems like the bellies are full for everyone else, but these kids they're 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 starving. They they want to go out and they just want to beat people, right? It kinda of reminds me of that. Anyway, so I thought Nico was good. I thought I thought um Abde was really good too. I think part of the problem was that you guys didn't capitalize and, and create enough chances on that bad Osasuna defense. I mean, you know, those two goals were really good attacking sequences. But beyond that, how much did you guys were you guys able to create? Um, and I think the other part of the problem is like who like the set piece defending from Barca was really poor and you know on like Real Madrid level poor. Real Madrid have been disastrous defending set pieces. Danny Garcia, what our David Garcia, sorry, he was completely free for that header. Um, it's it's just one of those games that you should have won based on probably the balance of play, but it was kind of weird just looking at it because I just felt like at times it felt like Osasuna and Barcelona were almost equals going at each other, and um, and it's 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 
it's really weird seeing Barca like this, man. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's I, before well, I would, you, I would be sarcastic or jinx it, but like this is, mm-hmm. it was poor. It was poor. So I, you know, there's still a lot of time left. It's funny because I, and I'm going to drag Real Betis into this discussion out of nowhere, but um, we were talking about like Lucas and I were talking about Barca. They'll get into the top four, and I was like, I think they will. Partly because I don't expect Real Sociedad to sustain their top four um, place. They'll cool off, and they are cooling off. They have been cooling off. But I expect Sevilla and Atletico to be there in the top four. So I think Barca will sneak in. But Real Betis is coming out of nowhere now and (laughs) playing amazing football. Just smacking Real Sociedad over the weekend. And... So oh, no, there's another one to worry Yeesh. about there. But hey, and I, we shouldn't yeah. be fully surprised neither because Pellegrini, uh, despite of uh, his bad reputation from his time at Real Madrid, is a fine coach. He is. Um, very good coach. And, 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 and his players, he's got tactically very good players um, with Fekir, not even, you know, having been gone, obviously, having been out, missing as well. Yeah. So, Juan me also on fire. Yeah, they just uh, re-signed Canales, I think, and put him yeah. on also a billion... The billion euro buyout clause basically telling everyone to stay the f away from this kid i mean he's not even a kid anymore he's like 30 but no you know. yeah. yeah but that's cool and um no look and and, and you know it's like it, it was it happened with felt as well with the uh, yago aspas scoring the three all mm-hmm. uh, again it's it's like uh this is a reoccurring pattern right now uh barca are in trouble there's no doubt about it and um Things are not good. It's it's like I said and on the last part. I I don't know if we hit rock bottom yet, and that is the most worrying part. Was after that defeat against Bayern, then accepting Europa League, which you know, let's move on to that topic at some point in time, um, because we also need to talk about that, right? I mean, it's it's Barca are in Europa League. Things are just not good right now, uh, and we've drawn a team like Napoli, who quite frankly are. Pre- Quite possibly the worst team that we could have drawn. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you look at the teams that we could have possibly have drawn. Uh, you know, you had Bragas, you had your uh, Eastern uh, European teams. Uh, not that any of them, uh, Rangers, not that any of them would have been uh, easy. But uh, we had Lazio as well. We had a bunch of Italian teams. So, but Atalanta, I believe. But uh, the fact that obviously it's Napoli is, is not great for us. And... Uh, like I said, I mean, right now, thank God this game will be played in two months where Xavi will have more time to instill his football philosophy, work with players his players. You know, we have the winter, get some players back, man. And we're still missing Pedri and Ansu, let's not forget, yeah. for crying out loud. You know, our two best players. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Pedri is going to slot into this, this uh, you know, midfield as well. Uh, given the great performances of Nico and Gavi. You know, I think we're going to see a midfield with Frankie on the bench, potentially, you know. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. But, um, well, uh, the point being is that Napoli will be very difficult. And, and, and I don't know if we can be considered favorites against Napoli. I, I don't consider you favorites, but I don't know if I consider Napoli favorites either. I just I expect just two good games of football that will be entertaining. And hey, look like. We joke about Thursdays in Europa League. Thursdays are going to be freaking bangers, man. Look at the amount of great games in the <laughs> Europa games. League. There's just a lot of good that is, teams. That is true. And a lot of good games. I'm certainly going to watch on Thursdays for sure. Um, it's going to be fun. You're so kind. Thank you, Kian. 
For sure. Best. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Europa League, man. It's a great tournament. Uh, I think I'll forget. Well, so I just want to mention it now because we, we talked about Real Betis, but I just want to give some love to Canales and Juan Mi. Like Canales right now, fourth in progressive passes in the entire league. He deserves everything, all the praise he's getting. Whether we think the 1 billion euros is ridiculous or not, obviously no one's going to play that for a 30-year-old anyway. But uh, good for Betis to be like, hey, man, this guy's ours. We don't, don't care. Um, he's he's, good, he's for a, him as well. and good for him, and he's a, he's one of those people that yeah, he's just yeah. one of those people you gotta be you gotta be happy for. And Juan Mi second in the league in scoring right now. You know, it's it's re- really good to see a story like that as well come out of this league campaign. Um, uh, the draw, Europa League, Champions League. We can talk about the Champions League draw as well. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, okay, so yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm keeping one eye on Boca Barca over here. But, What's the score? Um, no, the game is just starting. Uh, oh, okay. I'm two minutes behind. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, that was hilarious. Thank God we got something to laugh about. Thank fuck. We got something to laugh about, us coolers, because we need a laugh. And that definitely gave us a big chuckle, man. That was... Like, imagine being Butragueño. You're leaving, you know, this ceremony, the guy, the UEFA uh, draw, Champions League draw. You're on your way to, to the airport. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad you're, you're loving this. Thinking you're pl- I'm just putting myself in Butragueño's shoes. It's funny, man. Like, yeah. Laugh a little. Come on. <laughs> I find it funny, too. I'm just amused that you're this amused. you get a call. <laughs> Then you call. What? This is unprecedented. This. This has never. We've never seen something like this before. What happened? So it was weird in and of itself. And then it was like he gets a call. He's like, "Hey, come back. Uh, we fucked up. We got to do the draw again." He's like, "What? Uh, yeah, yeah. You just you just turn 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 the car. We'll explain when you get here. We got to do it again. Just come." And he's like, "No, no, no. I, I'm not coming. I, uh, you got to come." He gets there. <laughs> you end up playing PSG. <laughs> That is funny. That is so funny. when you, I'm I've sorry. seen a lot of people. I, I've seen mostly Kool-Aid's laugh about this. Is it because you guys think that PSG will beat us, or like what's going on? Oh, Kian, come on, um, and excuse, well, I don't know why other Kool-Aid's are laughing. I, you know, I that's a genuine question. Don't get mad about as it. Much as laugh. No, listen, listen. I'm going to explain to you why this is so funny to me. Again, okay. I'm talking for me personally. I don't know why other Kool-Aid's are laughing. I'm super happy about this because, first of all, I know Madrid better and I know never underestimate Real Madrid and always consider them favorites against whoever they play for, uh, against. Um, But the way I see it, it's a win-win. I mean, one of the teams I hate most (laughs) is leaving the competition. So whether it's (laughs) Real Madrid being knocked out early or fuck BSG, uh, you know, QSG, let's call them, being knocked out early. It's going to be a delightful experience, and I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to this game. So, okay, so that's. I, I was like, come on, yeah. you should know. I, I consider, I, I never underestimate. It's not here gloating, laughing that Real Madrid are going to guarantee to get be knocked out. Absolutely not. Make no mistake. I, the, the, I was going to ask you about this because I wasn't sure how you would feel in general. Like, forget about how the draw went down, but just the fact that, you know. It's such a conflicting thing for everybody. I mean, for Real Madrid fans of Barcelona, this whole PSG experiment, because, you know, we have Sergio Ramos coming back, and then, you know, we have... You have 
Messi is going to score. It like, what is it going to be like minute. for you to, if if PSG beat Real Madrid, and then you obviously you see PSG oh, good, and really like so. It'll there's it to me. It's like so. Who's the lesser evil to you, but Real Madrid or PSG? Um, look, right. You know, I have nothing good to say about QSG. Yeah. So nothing, and I'll hugely enjoy them seeing get you know uh, seeing them get knocked out i would hugely enjoy that um even if it's like if it's like you know ah, psg it's, led it's, by it's, sergio it's ramos that 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 sits well with you <laughs> and nasser celebrating yes, in the stands that sits well okay you mean if they go through yeah you mean if they knock out real madrid ah yeah. if i i was talking about Seeing PSG, QSG, excuse me, get knocked out. Yes, that would be delightful. It would be, I'll be creaming myself. Now, if they knock out Real Madrid, I'll be super happy too. Are you kidding me? Like, I love seeing Real Madrid get knocked out and, and lose, and, you know, especially of the Champions League. So, this great. is one thing that there's no, I have like no source on this. There's, this is just pure speculation coming out of my brain. I think, I think Real Madrid are annoyed. About this, not because they had to. <laughs> they had to do the redraw. Butragueño is annoyed. I think, but I, I think they're annoyed. I think they're annoyed not because of the redraw. I think they're annoyed because now they feel awkward about signing Mbappe in January before the game, and then having to sit in the in the box with with Nasser and Florentino during the game when Mbappe is a Real Madrid player. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I think that that It'll actually. It's like sitting. <laughs> it's like sitting. It's like you steal a girlfriend away from a dude, and then you're both sitting together, like at a theater or somewhere, like an, an uh, you know, I don't know, like a, an event or something. You have you're seated next to it, each other. It can work if you're charming enough and you have a good relationship, but we yeah, yeah. we don't have those standards of uh, between the, these two. I, I I mean, I expect. I, I just expect. Real Madrid is a type of club that will do things out of respect for other teams, and they'll like we're not going to do this signing now. We'll wait till the two legs are over. I think that's a real thing. Um, I you know, but in the draw in the oh, vacuum, <laughs> Florentino from in the stands. He's just sitting next to, to Nasser, giving him a handshake, and he opens his coat. There's like a heart, and he's like, "I love you, Kilian." <laughs> <laughs> the draw in a vacuum, I'm fine with. I I think PSG can be beaten, obviously. Uh, I'm not saying that's, um, you know, whether that comes back to haunt me or not. I'm just saying from a pure analytical... Right now, if you watch PSG play and you watch Real Madrid play, play I I have confidence beating this team. Things may change until February, I don't know. But that it's just, I'm fine with the PSG draw. Uh, I'm conflicted about seeing certain things. I still Tell me can't. you wouldn't have preferred Benfica, though, please. Of course, yeah. Because, you know, and no matter how you spin it, no matter how bad PSG are playing, they can just, in literally the span of four seconds, Messi or Mbappe or Neymar can do something out of nowhere. And I don't, you know, that's, there's nothing you can even... You can do your best to contain that, but you know if they get the ball in transition and you expect Militao and Mendy to do everything by themselves and to stop these attacks, it's you know it's worked up until now to a certain degree. Obviously, we're first place, but is it sustainable against a team like that who can do that to you in transition? Now, I'm you know 
I'm not looking forward to that necessarily. But I'm just saying, like, it's 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 fine. We can we can get past this. But obviously, I would have preferred Benfica. Uh, I do want to also just quickly say for the other draws. Uh, can I j- can just just say two things, or you you want to move on to other draws? Go ahead if it's on topic. Yeah. No, just it was really I, I, really funny as well. I I, I read uh, a comment somewhere. When you drew Benfica, it was like a Madridista comment saying, come on, guys, <laughs> let's avenge our Kule brothers and beat these guys for them. <laughs> I thought that was that, that had me in stitches. That was cool. Uh, and then I just want to ask you, how you, how do you think Ramos will be received? How do you feel about him coming back and scoring in the 92nd minute to put uh, PSG through? Uh, that's probably going to happen because that's something that would happen to us. But... Um, so don't love that. Uh, how will he receive? I hope with with rounds of applause. Um, mm-hmm. I I I hope that he's the greatest defender in our in our history, and he's knowing done. the Madrid crowd though, knowing how you know they can whistle their greats. What I would hope is that like so I'm thinking back to precedents of this. Um, you know, one comes to mind. Where I think it was Beckham, if I'm not mistaken, returning back to United to uh, Old Trafford as a Madrid player, obviously, and him getting applauded massively as uh, before the whistle, before kickoff, and as soon as he touched the ball, those applauses went to boo. And, but it was almost you know, cynical. It was funny. It was classic. It was gold. That that typical British humor that uh, it just made you laugh, you know, because he got the ovation, he got the respect that he deserved before the game, and then as soon as you know, it's whistle. As soon as the game time, it was like boo. But like, it, yeah, that was. I, you know, that that, I I don't remember facing Manchester United with Beckham in our team. Maybe it was with another player. Like Maybe it was when he was with PSG or Milan or something. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just drawing blanks. But either way... Um, I mean, shit. I actually don't mind that in theory because <laughs> it's, a, it's a good tactic. If you want to hit... If you, you, know, you celebrate yeah. him, you respect him, but during the game, you don't, obviously don't want him to beat you. You want to throw him off the game, go for it. It's a fair game. I don't know if Ramos would respond to that better. If, you know, because there are some players who the way they're, they're wired is that if you, if you treat them with hostility, they're going to go to another gear and be like, F you, I'm going to have to put the performance of my life now because you did this. Um, so I don't know psychologically how that would actually work on Ramos, but you know, I don't hate it in theory. The, the, I'm thinking about past precedents. I mean, <clears throat> um, Fernando Redondo got a, a fantastic reception with, uh, with, with uh, Milan when he came back um, to Real Madrid. He got a standing ovation when he was leaving the field. I, w- I would assume it's something like that. I mean, look, we don't even know if Ramos will play. Let's Ronaldinho be honest. came back with Milan. I to the Camp Nou? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the gamper, but, uh, yeah, well, yeah, but, uh, I, I don't think it'll be booze. I, I'd be surprised. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it was weird the way he left. It was, I wouldn't say it was, he was blameless in it, but you know, mm-hmm. given the fact of his stature and stuff, it, it, it would shock me. Um, other draws, other draws, really happy for Villarreal to luck into Juventus. Oh, that was great. That was great. I loved, uh, there was this thing they around. I'm on like this social media trip today, I noticed. But there was a, like a meme that went around. 
where did you see that one that I posted on Instagram? You see Man City running after Villarreal. Yeah. Man City is the groom. Uh, Villarreal is the bride, and she jumps into the car with a, a UV driver. Man City. I think. Come back. I think from a matchup perspective, that them. that suits Villarreal pretty well. I you know given that the and alternative opponents, um, and you know Juve did well enough in the group stages, but they're struggling so badly in Serie. A. Even last year when they had Ronaldo, they were struggling. They you know we had Atalanta Villarreal experience, and I think Atalanta are even a better team in Juve this season. And Villarreal took care of Atlanta, Atalanta. So I, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking this well. for Villarreal. Juventus to 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 also get better as the season progresses, though, because it's a, perhaps a little bit similar case to Bar. So where they can, you know, strengthen the in the winter market, and they've got good football players. So uh, it's not going to be easy for Villarreal, but I think that and Villarreal are very inconsistent and unreliable themselves. However, Emery is great in knockout games in these kind of tournaments. He proved that obviously with uh, uh, everything he won with Sevilla um, in the Europa League. So it's a great matchup, and Villarreal got good chances for sure. We almost had Ronaldo versus Messi, and yeah, I'm so yeah. glad we avoided that. I just can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. Mm-hmm. I would have to just delete social media. I. I don't think I mm-hmm. would be able to handle the the, the discourse, the dialogue. It would be mm. World War Three. What are you talking about? You thrived in the last time. In, 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 in the, the last time we discussed this. And do you know how much it took chapter. from me? It took from me in that. In that just one cool. podcast, it took from me, and it took from me. I was depleted. I was exhausted. I can't imagine doing that them against each other in the Champions League over two games. It would be a, it would just be two fans massacring each other, two sets of fans massacring each other. I can't handle yeah. it. Can I don't want to see them actually play t- against each other ever again for that reason. I, I don't want. They won't enjoy the dialogue one way or the other. Um, but uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll ha- we may have to bring it forward to the uh, PSG versus Manchester United quarterfinal or something i don't i don't know um but how do you like atletico versus atletico versus manchester united do you like that matchup for them <laughs> well i'm happy as well for them of course i mean they drew iron before talking about uh you know getting away with uh, uh yeah i mean manchester united are in trouble right now as well they're not playing great um there's all kinds of question marks surrounding their team as well Obviously, they have Cristiano, who continues to be uh, uh, decisive for them, uh, scoring uh, clutch goals. Um, Scored a few. Wink, wink. You like that? You like that? You like what I did there? You guys are happy now? You cunts? All right. Jeez. Uh, Oh, my God. We've got to post this online, man. You can't be using words like that. Um, so it's, but it's a great, it's good for Simeone. I don't know. It, it, and, 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 but also for Cristiano to go back to the one done and, you know, he knows what those, that, that crowd is like, that stadium is like, he likes playing against Atletico. We, uh, you know, need to remember, uh, when he was playing at Juve, of course, knocking Atletico out, uh, he, he loves playing in that stadium. So it's, uh, great to see that as well. I'm, I, I prefer that we avoided the Messi Cristiano matchup and got, a Messi Bernabeu and Cristiano Wanda matchup instead. I think that uh, you know that's exciting, and and hopefully we'll get out the best out of these two players, and hopefully we'll see uh, in this case Atletico go through I, I, again <laughs> against Bayern. I would have not given them a chance uh, against uh, United. They've got a good chance. 
Yeah, I, uh, that's, I mean, it goes without saying. I was very too. disappointed over the weekend with, him, uh, with Atletico. And, and I felt like pff, Madrid looked so comfortable in the derby. It was, it was annoying. It was awful. Um, that's interesting. So I, I expected. I was at that game and I can tell you, like, it was, it really, like, it got comfortable later on in the game. But I, there were definitely moments where Atletico looked like the better team. But... Mm. But there was that whole there was that whole period. And I mentioned this to you and Chris. We were recording a podcast in person after the game. That like there was a whole period in the second half where it just felt like all of a sudden there was a gap between the two because the Bernabeu was going crazy and Modric and Vinicius were doing all these touches and flicks and tackles and there were all these olés all around the stadium and it, and it just felt like I wouldn't say artificially, but some, somehow like there was, it just felt like the gap was bigger than maybe it really was when you zoom out and look at the stats and the numbers and everything like that. Um, but I, I will say this, Diego, like during this Real Madrid win streak, I'd say for the first half of it, I felt that we were just kind of scraping by and we were getting some luck and opponents were missing chances. Courtois was coming up big, Militao and Casemiro were coming up big. And still is. And Which still are still coming up, big. still are, and Vinicius is still doing his things, and Benzema's doing his thing. But I feel like in the last couple games, it it mm-hmm. feels like better. To, it feels real to me. I feel happy about the performances. Like I, that I, I actually feel like this is a good team, and we actually have something cooking mm-hmm. here. And I didn't necessarily feel that way like a month ago, you know. So I, something is brewing. And I'm extremely, 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 extremely cautious about it because I've seen this movie so many times before, as recently as 2015. And Ancelotti almost may have jinxed it after the game. He was like, let's not get carried away. We had a huge win streak in 2015 and then Modric got injured and the whole season fell apart. And I'm like... Jinx. I... don't I don't even want don't to think know. about it, but it's it's it is Angelotti. He's either he's either cooking us something up, or uh, I felt the same as you. Uh, you know, I felt the same as you. I felt that this team was scraping points and scraping by uh, through the famous Madrid floor, floor de Madrid. Mm-hmm. But lately, you do get a different sense that they have a much better control. Much more Militao and defense has been excellent, um, to my surprise at least. Obviously, mm-hmm. your midfield is still, you know, still cooking, and Benitius is coming out of his own uh, and being the player of La Liga so far. You know, uh, I would say he was voted, I think, player of uh, the player month of the month. November, right? Yeah, player of the month. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, Benzi. Um, scoring and everything. So, no, it's uh, look and, and and look at the points as well. I mean, how many you guys are eight points ahead of second, nine of third, I believe, eighteen of course of Barca. I don't even understand so, that number. Do you understand that number? I don't understand it. Well, yes, I do understand that because Barca has been uh, you know I we've s- won leagues with eighteen points distance uh, from you guys. So I, I do I do I do know what it means. I understand it's new for you. Enjoy this feeling. I know it's awkward, but yes, it's uh, it's, it's at this point of the season though, Diego. It's not even know, Christmas break. <laughs> it's December fourteenth. Eighteen points should not be allowed between anyone. You have to like tr- try to. You have to like rig the league to go eighteen points ahead of anybody. Oh man, crazy stuff. 
I just don't understand it. Um, did you know I was looking at like the you schedule. said though, but that 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 either plays in our favor or can really go against us if the, if the gap continues to increase or the fact that we still have time to make up ground. Hopefully, okay. I think you guys do have a game in hand, right? Let's see if we were hit by bone. So do. you could you could cut it down yeah. to a, a a marginal fifteen points. <laughs> fifteen, baby. Come on, do I uh, I was looking at the January schedule. Because someone was asking mm-hmm. me when's the next? When do you think you're, you'll do? You'll come for the next game, and I was like, I don't. Not gonna do Cadiz. Um, maybe Valencia, but and then I noticed that there was a Clasico in January. I which what, in, in the, the Supercopa, yeah. Yeah, and I had either forgotten about it or didn't know that we were gonna play each other in the semifinals or are forgotten. I don't know, but I yeah. there was a Clasico in January. In Sevilla, I might go to that mm-hmm. one. So, oh, there you go. Uh, I don't. I, are you worried that there was a Clasico in January? <laughs> Come came out of nowhere, man. I don't. know. So, yeah. No, no. You're not worried. What okay. I'm going to be worried about? All right, nothing, I guess. Um, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll cross yeah, that right bridge now. when we get there. Yeah. Supercopa is one of those things that I. I, I hate the idea of, but when it comes, it's like it, there's always something fun about it. You know, there's it's always like a little Christmas. It's like a little taste of, of post Christmas. It's like oh, a little you forgot that little present. A little it's like a, it's like Boxing Day. Stream. Yeah, it's like hey, it just comes out of it just pops up and it's like oh, we have this now this. after the party. Yeah. Right, um, right. All right, so I I have to go soon. Do you have a? Uh, is there anything pressing that we miss? Nil uh, nil over in. Uh... Riyadh. So, uh, oh, no, the Maradona no, friendly? No news. <laughs> yes, the Maradona Cup. No news coming from Saudi Arabia. Are we getting the uh, Barca A team? Is it the superstars all, all starting? The Minguesas? The and youngsters are. All the youngsters? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I am not. I don't have the starting 11 in front of me now. Oh, actually, no, I don't. I have it. I'm just doing a quick look because I'm just curious. I guess you yeah, can't really play a game in Saudi without bringing your eight. Dani Alves is starting. That's yeah. Sorry, that's, that's the cool. big news, of course. The yeah. fact that Dani. Jesus Christ, I should have mentioned. Oh, you guys are actually resting a lot of players. So we have Ferran Blanc on the right wing. We have Pooch. We have Yusuf. Who is uh, Alvaro Alvaro Catalan? I don't. I've never. I don't know who that is. He's starting as your defensive yes, midfielder. Des is playing. On, is he playing on the left? That's what Google says. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have Balde playing left back. Yeah, sounds like a banger, man. I you know I should let you go so you can go watch that. That sounds great. So, so I'll do that. I'll let you go watch that. Seems like you're itching to go watch it, and you guys got to go talk about it on Barca TV probably. So I'm happy to end it here. Do you have anything else that we need to talk about? Absolutely not. All right. Just that, um, no, no, I'm going to save that for myself. <laughs> I'll, say another, I'll say that another time. For, for Friday? No, 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 no news, no news. No, it's just like I uh, wanted to know if you wanted to jump in the aftermath of, dude, <clears throat> this was big. I mean, this debate has uh, set new records for churros y tacticas. And I, it was I, good marketing. Uh, was wondering whether we should discuss with our viewers the fact that this is not a level playing field, and I, I take issue with that. So, the le- a level playing field in, in terms of more Maridistas joining the discussion than Kool-Aid, I'm assuming you mean, right? 
obviously. Well, I, I don't know how to change that other than the fact that we need to get more cool day listers. We need to get, you know, I never understood why SB Nation didn't uh, want to pick up this pod. You know, when I was there for Barca Blaugranas, uh, they were like, oh, this is insane. You gonna you remember like how uh, the editor there was just working again, like didn't want to work with us, basically. Even it wasn't SB Nation. It was Barca Blaugranas, right? Barca Blaugranas, yeah. yes, yes. Well, um, SB Nation didn't want to put it on either. Well, SB Nation, they were, when I talked to them, they were semi-open to it, but they basically had a rule. The rule was every site gets their own podcast, and there is no Spanish football section on SB Nation, so where are we going to put this one? So you guys just do it, but we're not going to do like mm. put it on a specific blog. Just post it on Managing Madrid. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I will say like that, so the Chavi Modric tweet, that did some rounds. For uh, for that our for the Churros account, I think it hit some records. The great thing that about that record. tweet was was that um, the next day the Kules found it, and they came like Th- like three three Kules. Stop stop making this no. They like, they came in packs. Did rounds in Kules Twitter. All it no, it did rounds on like so it. You know, it was like uh, 300 when they're getting cornered, and then uh, the Persians are the Persian Empire is is getting their number, and then all of a sudden Leonidas like calls in the other army, and they all jump from the mountain. It was like that. I think like one Kool Aid Twitter account picked it up, and then the rest came. They all started jumping on, and they were jumping on on Madridistas, and we like, and they really. I didn't they, see that. I they, didn't see. And oh yeah, go look at it. Though. They took big offense to 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 Modric being compared to Chavez, well, as so. they should. <laughs> Obviously, good. Here we go. I'm happy. It is so, insulting. Oh um, God! Don't start this, man. Don't. I don't. I have no. I, I told you it was draining last time. You said they took great, great offense. I'm just agreeing. Um, okay, well, uh, but I'm not sure. I there's there, well, there's part of me that was that sometimes when it comes to this stuff, it's like, do I don't even want any fans. I don't. I just want like nothing. I just want sometimes silence. Like we just put this out there, and then the universe hears us, and then no one can bark back at us. <laughs> That that would be nice. That would be, I think, like the I, everyone just like, no, but, hey, look how important we are. No, Listen no. to what we have to say, and now shut up and, <laughs> and take notes. Just take, take that. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Take that. No, no. I mean, look, we put this out for the people, and obviously, we are just two more, uh, you know, fans with opinions and uh, thoughts that we want to share and put out there. Whether it's be communicated between you and I or uh, a wider audience. I just feel like, you know, it's not as, let's say, gratifying to uh, uh, get all of the post-match or like, like the, the, the collateral, collateral damage after you uh, put your heart and soul into this uh, debate that, quite frankly, you feel like, look, it's irrefutable facts. I'm willing to keep, still keep it up. Dude, I hate I hate when you do this, man, because you do this no. at the end of the podcast when there's no time for like to to, to, body, to continue body, body, the body. conversation. That's why I said you're I opening cans of worms myself. now. Okay. That's why I said I, I wanted to keep it for myself. But all yeah. I'm saying, I didn't is know it was that. The, but okay. the, and I said, from my perspective, the, putting out irre, irrefutable facts, and I said, I'm and I'm I'm happy to listen to yours as well and have a debate about it, even get passionate about it. But then you know the the, the uh, like the post drama, I don't know the word to, to, to use this, but but let's say the next day to then get all the ramifications from one side, 
it's just it it, it yeah you're, you're like this is not a level playing field this is not a grad this is stop becoming a gratifying like experience discussing this to then have to put up with all the insults uh coming left and right you know questioning your credibility even knowing that like i like i said i put my job on the line quite often on this podcast Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do so because I enjoy, you know, the conversations we have and also discussing with our community. But um, and I'm not saying it's your responsibility or your fault that you I mean you have a massive, obviously, Madridista following. You have an entire platform, one of the biggest uh, fan sites in the world for Real Madrid and, and the big accounts on, on two big accounts to, to back that up. And that's that's great. I mean, it's great for us. It's great for the, the podcast. Uh, not so great for me after having these kind of debates, uh, whether it's Xavi, Modric, or Messi, Cristiano, you know. But I'm, I'm, uh, coño, I'm a speck. I'm a little speck in this because I'm not, you know. I have the, the two thousand followers that I have, which is, uh, es una mierda, es una caquita. Pues mira, pues hay que aceptarlo, and I, ac- I accept it, uh, you know. And and I know that uh, social media is uh, filled with poison and trolls and you need to have a thick skin to put up with that kind of stuff and uh, people that expose their opinions publicly um need to view it as that and take it with a grain of salt uh i just think it would be more interesting as well for the churros y tacticas community to have a more level debate where both sets of fans get involved whether it's just me fucking holding the goddamn barça torch and have to put up you know and defend my point against thousands and thousands of Madridistas that just spew hate and venom at me. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. You just, I cannot win. Like, it's it's a lose-lose, for sure. Well, we got to grow. We got to grow the audience to... We got to grow. Beyond Real Madrid fans. And it, it is funny because when you think about it, this <clears throat> podcast, like, Real Madrid is, like, at the bottom of the topics, topic list. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and and Barca is the primarily mm-hmm. primary focus. Um, but we, we yeah, but we yeah, do have Kules, so we do you need the Kules to keep spreading to the other Kules. And I will say there was one guy on YouTube who had a Barcelona profile picture, and he said Ronaldo is better than Messi. So I, I suppose he does speak for every Kules. So I, I think that debate is settled <laughs> there too. Um, and, and hey, hey, hey! I, if I, you I ask any Madridista, the common thing they'll say is that like they'll always preface it by saying Diego, you know, you're my favorite Kules. So you got, <laughs> I know they you do got say that. that. <laughs> I want to be friends with you. But we do, but we do gotta, we gotta all ask, friends. we do gotta ask our listeners to definitely raise their level of maturity in their dialogues and all that stuff for sure. So um, we gotta, you got, you know, for people have to understand. For Diego and I, when we get into these debates, it's like two brothers getting into a debate. You know, after the debate, we don't go and like, you know, we don't go and insult each other online. You know, we, you know. <laughs> We we reconvene and it's the same. We do you that know, over WhatsApp. Yeah, we we, we, we talk we some shit on WhatsApp and then we show up again and we do it again and again. It's a family, so you know. So tr- the listeners have to keep that in mind too. They don't need to also just k- get carried away and go go crazy with all this. But as long as we keep it, you know, sick to let's stick it to football. You know, we're good. Um, all right, I have another podcast starting soon, bro. So I got, I got to go. But go, go. And you know what? It's really uh, I need to fix out. If somebody can help me understand why, also the 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 feed, the stream is so glitchy from my end. Uh, and I know that people have been complaining about that in certain comments as well. And you're right to do so. I need to figure that out because it's uh, uh, it's very annoying. Anyway, yes, yeah, that's us it some for help. today, folks. Yeah. Okay. Yes, if anybody uh, could explain that. 
Okay. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Diego. Nice haircut. Thank you, dude. We'll see you Friday Thank over you. on patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. And if you want more controversial Twitter stuff, twitter.com slash churros tacticas without the Y. Thanks, Diego. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.